G'day, Troy Dean from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode number 33 of the WP Elevation podcast. Our feature guest this week is Jason Schuler from Seattle in Washington. You may know him from press75.com, or you may know him as the guy behind leaflets or droplets, or maybe you know his new project, Cinematico which is a website solution for people who have a healthy video channel on Vimeo and YouTube and want to create a website with all that video content. Uh, Jason has spent the last six years in the WordPress space selling premium themes and he's learned a lot. If you are struggling in your business because you're doing everything yourself and you feel like you're treading water, or as my business partner sometimes says, feels like he's running to stand still, then this episode is for you. Jason's got a lot of good advice on uh, how important it is to surround yourself with other people and how important it is to let go of control so you don't burn out. Jason's getting out of the WordPress space and, and looking to now sell hosted software as a solution services to a wider audience, and we talk a little bit about that. I'm also giving away a lifetime license of the Video User Manuals plugin in this episode. My business partner's going to kill me when he hears that, so stick around for details on that a little bit later on. Stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by Obox Mobile, a plugin available at Code Canyon for just $35, which allows you to turn your WordPress website into a mobile friendly site. Not a responsive site, but a completely different experience for mobile users. Uh, it's a great little plugin, and what I like about it is it allows you to optimize your development process and then have a completely whole new product offering or service offering that you can sell to clients. It's a great way of getting new clients, and it's a great value add to existing clients. If you go to wpelevation.com slash oboxmobile, that's O-B-O-X-M-O-B-I-L-E, there's a video walkthrough there of how to set the plugin up, exactly what it does, and more importantly, there are some email and proposal templates that I give you to help you start selling mobile-friendly versions of websites to new clients and existing clients. So check out wpelevation.com slash oboxmobile and see how you can use this plugin to start driving some more revenue into your business. All right, the elevation tip this week, and this might sound, you know, a little bit new age and self-help, but the elevation tip this week is find your passion. And I know that sounds, you know, a bit like, really, find your passion? I've heard that so many times. Well, here's the thing. Jason talks a lot about finding your passion and how important it is in this interview. And it's one of the reasons that he's getting out of the WordPress space and trying to do something a little bit bigger because he's just lost his passion for the WordPress niche and he wants to do something that is a little bit bigger than WordPress. So he's going after his passion. And here's the thing I know about following your passion. If you're not passionate about what you do, eventually you'll just tire of it, you'll run out of steam, and you won't be able to keep up with the competition. Bill Ballou said in the interview in, uh, in, in the, on the podcast that you know when your competition's tired and you're tired, you just keep going. When your competition stops blogging, you, st you keep blogging. When you're tired, you keep hitting the publish button. When everyone else stops, you keep hitting the publish button. And it's true, you have to work hard to become successful, and the only thing I believe that keeps you working that hard is something you are truly passionate about. So do whatever you need to, 
listen to that voice deep down in the back of your mind, you know where it sits, you know that voice that's just quiet, not making a lot of noise, that's the voice of truth. Listen to that voice of truth. Find out, ask yourself some honest questions. What are you really passionate about? And stop doing everything else. Okay, that's my little rant for this week. Um, let's go and meet Jason Shuler in a moment. And the thing I love about this interview is he he's really open and transparent about the lessons he's learned selling premium themes in the WordPress space and how he's going to take what he's learned and apply it and not make the same mistakes now that he's working on uh, another project, Cinematico, which is not quite just in the WordPress space. It's more for people who want to build a website based on their YouTube or their Vimeo channel. So I'm thinking about using Cinematico just to set up a video channel of the podcast because a lot of people want to just get the podcast without all the noise and without the other blog posts. So I think Cinematico might be the right option. Anyway, without further ado, let's meet Jason Shuler. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very happy to have with me all the way from Seattle, I believe, Jason Shuler. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm very well, man. What time is it in Seattle right now? It is 4 o'clock p.m. in Seattle. 4 p.m. on Wednesday, huh? On Wednesday, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. So I was just saying off camera, Jason's been one of those guys that's been on my internet for years, but we've never actually crossed paths. Like, I see your avatar everywhere. I see your content everywhere, but I've never really crossed paths and never really known what it is uh, never used any of your products, never, I mean, just kind of know what you do, but never really sort sure. of got a vibe from you. So I'm really looking forward to getting to know you a little bit uh, today on the podcast. And thank you very much for spending some time with us. All right, quick uh, competition announcement. I'm going to give away a lifetime license of the video user manuals plugin, which is ridiculous. My business partner is going to kill me when he hears that. Uh, stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. All right, before we start talking about uh, all things WordPress-ish and in fact what you're about to embark on, uh, before we get into that, Jason, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, you know, as far back as I can remember, I, I really wanted to be an architect, actually. Oh. Um, that was like my, my first passion for search. And it's definitely still a passion of mine, even today. I, I kind of dabble a little bit, but um, that was definitely what I wanted to do as a kid. Cool. So when did you, when did you discover the internet? When did you get distracted by the web? <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, I think for me, I mean, I'm, I'm going on 39 years old now. So for me, it was, um, I think back in high school around the 11th or 12th grade, um, it, um, it started popping up in the classrooms a little bit, you know, um, just, uh, not on a high level at all, but that's definitely where I was exposed first. And, uh, my uh, my parents got us a computer, and of course, I have two older brothers, and they were they were on the internet, you know, all the time, you know, on the little message boards or whatever they were back then, and uh, <laughs> that kind of good stuff. So I I, le- I learned from them as well. And at what point did you at what point did you think, hmm, I reckon I can make some money out of this and turn this into a business? Uh, yeah, you know, I um, I, I worked for a company here called Boeing. I mean, everybody's aware of Boeing. Uh-huh. They make airplanes. Yeah, um, yeah. I worked there for um, 10 years, and that's uh, where I started uh, teaching myself how to design and develop web pages, just static HTML and, and that kind of thing. And I ended up being like the, the go-to guy for maintaining the, the internal websites at mm-hmm. Boeing. And that's, that's when I really got interested in it. I'm not really um, educated at all. Um, uh, via college or anything like that as far as web design and development goes I'm all kind of self-taught mm-hmm. and um, but that's really in that 
in that job is really where I kind of gained a, a big interest in, in web design and development. Cool. So it was kind of like a, a paid apprenticeship, like a paid education yeah, on the job. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was really great. It was a it was a good experience. I don't regret working there at all. Awesome. You know? uh, I don't regret leaving there either. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a really good experience. Excellent. Now we're going to talk a little bit later on. We're going to talk about uh, some of the reasons why you're getting out of the WordPress space. But tell sure. me the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard. When do you remember the first time you saw WordPress and thought, "Wow, this yeah. is an idea worth pursuing." Yeah, you know, um, in a in a company like Boeing, and, and I think they still do it this way. They they manage all their internal websites using static HTML, um, so they don't have like a content management system in place um, to do that. And there's thousands of websites even internally to a to a company that size. And what I was doing is I was I was looking at like Joomla, and I think it was even called Mambo before uh-huh. it split into Joomla. Yeah. Um, and, and WordPress kind of popped up and I think it was still even B2, <laughs> yeah. uh, back in that day, um, even before Matt kind of took it over and, and spliced it off into, into WordPress. And that was really my first experience, just kind of looking for something that would help that company, uh, manage their internal web a lot easier and, um, just experimenting with those platforms. So that's, that was kind of my first taste of, of WordPress. Cool. And um, thinking about uh, thinking about what it is you do today, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your, your, the projects that you're embarking on. But thinking about what you do as an internet entre- internet entrepreneur or whatever it is you call yourself, when someone says to you, "Hey, what do you do with yourself?" How do you answer that question in like one sentence? What's what's the elevator pitch, so to speak? Yeah, you know. Um... Because I, I don't I still don't think that WordPress is like mainstream. I mean, when you in an average setting and, and you tell somebody you you make WordPress themes, they're not going to know what you're talking about. So generally, I kind of um, just say I make um, I design and develop website templates is uh-huh. is what I tell people, and they they generally get the idea from that. And um, they ask me if I do client work, if I you know build websites specifically for people, and I tell them no. Um, I sell templates in a, in, a, in a template shop, basically. So you can go buy a template and use it for, for yourself or for your business. So that, that generally kind of goes off, well, <laughs> you know, uh, it's the easy way to kind of describe it. And then if they're more interested, I'll go into WordPress and, and what WordPress is and all that good stuff. But usually people aren't that interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were making like peer-to-peer, you know, music downloading yeah. software like Napster yeah. back in the day, they'd be more interested, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what's the what, so? What, what do you what do you spend most of your time actually doing day to day? Are you still designing and coding, or are you doing other business functions? Um, right now, specifically, I'm just I'm dabbling in a lot of um, side projects. I'm trying to get a little bit further away from development. Um, I, I've kind of gone as far as I want to go, I think, development-wise. I'm not, I kind of realized this year that I'm not like this hardcore developer guy. I, and I don't want to be. It's not something that interests me all that much. I, I, I enjoy the knowledge I have, but I don't want to delve too much deeper as far as development goes. I'm really kind of a design guy. I'm really interested in uh, focused design, you know, creating designs for specific purposes. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of where I'm focused right now is just uh, playing around with uh, web design and, and, and delivering really focused solutions. 
So when all the PHP guys start talking about their their latest kind of favorite text editor and their you know yeah. their their PHP storm setup, you just kind of your eyes glaze over. You're not that kind no, of interested. Yeah, you know, I still I, I like to know. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. I think all of us in this world we like to know what's going on and we like to stay on top of what everybody's doing. So I'll definitely dabble and kind of look at what's going on. But other than that. Um, yeah, I, I don't delve too deep into that kind of thing. <laughs> was that something that was always in the back of your mind, or has that been a recent thing where you've said, you know what, I don't, I'm, I don't want to be a hardcore coder. I would rather sort of look at the projects at more of a high yeah. level. Yeah, it's something I need to do. I mean, it's something I've realized recently. Um, it's not, um, it's not a passion of mine. You know, it's not something I get extreme pleasure out of coding um, and developing things uh, and. I've realized that what I need to do is start to trust other people to do that kind of stuff for me when I have an idea for something because they're going to yeah. be able to do it better than I can. Yeah, yeah. And they are the ones that have the passion for that. So I should really start trusting people to provide that solution for me instead of me trying to do it myself. Has that been difficult to kind of let go of the reins a little bit? Yeah, really difficult. I'm <laughs> definitely a, a control. I, I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and who are like creative types are yeah. very controlling. And yeah. I'm definitely one of those types. It's been really hard for me to collaborate with people. Yeah, yeah. And it's something, um, you know, I've made it like a, a first and foremost goal recently to, to collaborate with people and give up a little bit of control and and make something because I'm tired of working by myself, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's lonely when you're when yeah, you're yeah. all by yourself. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Did you get cabin fever, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night? Um, well, it, my my one year old right now <laughs> is the one that keeps me awake at night. But before um, before we had kids, um, it was definitely ideas. You know, I've I've constantly got ideas rolling around in my head. And um, it, th those are the things that, that keep me up at night is, you know, an idea pops into your head and you just want to start working on it right now. And you really have to, um, it's something, again, I've real realized recently that you really have to have like laser focus when mm -hmm. you're an entrepreneur and you can't let all these ideas um, overflow what you're doing. And um, it's something I'm definitely getting better at recently. Mm. What do you do when you're not working? How do you how do you uh, kind of get that balance? Sure. Um, yeah, and I, I generally uh, work about uh, a six hour day. I try to keep it six hours or under. Um, I oh. don't like to put in a full eight hour day because um, having a kid this year, and I like to spend as much time with my kid as possible. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, you know, living here in Seattle, we have a lot of mountains and and good good uh, skiing and snowboarding and, yeah. and mountain biking and i like to spend a lot of time doing that kind of thing as well just outdoors awesome so how do yeah. you like does that have you had to kind of change the way you structure your day so that you say okay i'm only working six hours in a day i was talking to ruben from BidSketch about this recently mm -hmm. and he, he's, he's like doing four hour days yeah and um i'm like man I, like I know that if I I know that I could probably be more productive in less hours a day, but there's yeah. part, there's part of my, my my lizard brain that says, like the more the, the more hours I work, the more stuff I get done. But I know that's just not true. So have yeah. you had to like restructure your day and say, okay, well I'm only here for six hours, so these are the critical things that I need to get done. Yeah, I think for me it's come down to, and this it, I've I've had like this whole. Um, rethinking of how I approach my, my work day, um, just this last year. And, um, and focus is like 
just a, a major thing that, that has helped me. Um, I think what you have to do in the beginning of the day, you just you kind of set a task list of exactly what you want to accomplish for that day, you know, knowing that you can accomplish it in a, in a good couple of hours. And um, not deviating from that um, <laughs> is the key. <laughs> but definitely, you, I, I have to focus and, and kind of stay on point and not get distracted by, you know, the social media and, and email and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. All the stuff that kind of feeds the brain with the you know yeah. the ego stroking and all that stuff. How do you how do you handle support? Because you're a thick like you've got themes out there in the marketplace. Doesn't support just drown you? Doesn't support just keep you working a hundred hours a day? No, um, it, not recently. I mean, the theme business isn't what it used to be. I, I want to say um, I'm actually trying to get away from the theme business a little mm. bit. Uh, you know, Press 75 is actually um, probably going to sell and it's going to change hands mm. uh, pretty soon. So, um, but support, I think in about 2010, 2000, 2011, I had a couple support representatives and they were handling most of the load of support. But recently, um, it's really not that difficult. I spend maybe a half an hour a day on supporting the, the WordPress themes that I have out there. So it's not, not that big of a deal right now. Okay. Cool. Um, what if you could if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing in your current business situation? What would it be? You know, I um, you know I've recognized it's it's funny because press seventy five and getting into the WordPress theme business it was kind of my first um, go at, at at doing my own business online and and luckily I I got in at the right time I was getting in right when. Oh, I've just lost you there, Jason. You just froze on me. There we go. No worries, you're back. That's cool. I'll get, I'll get our buddy Chris to edit that out. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think what I was talking about was just getting it at the right time. Um, and, um, yeah, I got into Press 75 and Premium WordPress themes at the right time. and um, But along the way... It grew so fast that I kind of failed to recognize when I should have started um, putting some trust into uh, some employees to handle some things that maybe I shouldn't have been handling when it got really um, big. And uh, that's, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned is to when, when something's growing uh, like my theme business was, um, to recognize that and to be able to structure your business in a way where it takes a lot of the pressure off of you and you can focus on what you need to focus on. And I think that's the biggest lesson uh, I've learned uh, doing WordPress themes. So do you, you know how you talk about timing. We, you know, we've been – I have this little voice in the back of my head that I can never get to shut up, which is you should make premium themes. Premium themes is the gravy train. There's, there's gold in these hills. It was good for a while, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And I, I think this, I, I, like for me, if I was starting out now from scratch, I would not be getting into the premium theme business because I just think it's saturated and I think it's too competitive. Do you, think the, do, you think the, the, do you think the train has left the station in terms of premium themes? Um, I, I think if you're going to get into the premium WordPress theme business, you have to be really smart about it. You have to really be laser focused and choose a specific niche maybe. Um, I know commerce is is a big up and coming niche. I mean, look at Woo themes; they don't release a theme now that isn't commerce enabled. Mm. Uh, so they they've even kind of focused their business. They're not a theme business anymore; they're a commerce solution. Yeah. Um, so uh, 
so I think focusing on a specific niche and and being really um, non businessy I think when you when you have a face when there's a face to the business and and there's an individual and a personality to the business I think that's the type of business that's gonna that's gonna kind of shine through um, Mike McAllister is a good um, a, a good uh, example of 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 a theme business that I think uh, is going to shine through pretty soon here. Um, his business Array.is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's he's doing some really, really, really clean, nice-looking WordPress themes lately. Mm. So He's got an interesting story, too. You've just reminded me to get him on the podcast because he basically started out on ThemeForest selling themes, right. established an audience, ironed out all the bugs in his, in his business, and then got out of ThemeForest and launched his own platform and is now selling and, and rebranded as Array. Did you yeah. th- did you ever go down the theme forest or the or the Envato road or the or the marketplace road and sell themes in a marketplace? Uh, you know, I didn't need to. I mean, I had enough. Um, I had enough just generic traffic coming to Press seventy five where I really didn't need to look at it. It just didn't interest me because there was so much I would have had to do to make my themes compatible for Theme Forest um, that it just didn't make sense from from a time perspective, and I don't think it would have helped. Um, my revenue all that much when Press 25 was at its height. So, no, I never really looked into it. Um, I can see where it would help uh, an up-and-comer, somebody that's getting into the theme business um, that doesn't have a name you know, in WordPress. I could see where it would be really um, good to, to, to jump on something like mm-hmm. ThemeForest mm-hmm. from the beginning now because, like you said, the marketplace is so saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way you're going to kind of get your name out there is by getting into a community like that. Mm. And, and Shane Perlman from Modern Tribe was telling me how they launched the Event Calendar Pro originally on uh, on Code Canyon and mm-hmm. basically used that to get traction, build an audience again, yep. iron out their bugs, and then they pulled it out and uh, launched on their own platform. And interestingly, I was reading the other day that plug-in sales at, at, at Envato, like so Code Canyon, I think are now equal, if not more, than theme sales at, at ThemeForest. Oh. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's, that's really impressive. I think plugins are definitely on the rise. I mean, a good example of that is uh, um, Carl Hancock and, and those guys who, mm. who build Gravity Forms. Mm. And that thing has done <laughs> insanely well for them. I mean, for one product. They're, yeah, one product. And, that's the, and again, it goes back to that focus, right? That yeah. focusing on a single thing. And oh man, I would I would love to have one product in WordPress that does, does something like that. If I were to go back and do WordPress again, that's what I would do. Just yeah, focus yeah. on one thing. Yeah, you know that that that's going to do well because look, I mean, those guys are out there building new offices now. I know. I mean, Gravity form cells, and I it's know. just crazy. It's I mean, nuts. It's, it's, and it's yeah. yeah. I'm gonna we'll talk a little bit more about what, what you're doing now, moving away from WordPress, but um. Before we get there, so you know, you know, you're saying you had this traffic coming to Press Seventy Five that were buying your themes, and you didn't need to go and leverage a marketplace like ThemeForest. Where were you getting that traffic from? Like, what, what, what were you doing that was attracting people to your to your websites or to your brand? Yeah, you know, I think in the beginning it was the fact that I was just learning WordPress um, myself in 2007, <clears throat> and I had a blog. It was WPElements.com, mm. and I was just blogging about. Um, learning how to theme for WordPress. And I gained a f- following through that um, in the beginning. And what I did is I released a couple of free themes, you know, just themes that I had, I had created on my own and, and had blogged about. And those had a ton of downloads. And then I saw guys like Brian Gardner um, <clears throat> starting to sell themes. 
you know, in, in 80, you know, selling his themes. And, and so I decided to take a stab at it too. And um, that's when I, I went and designed Press 25 and, and launched a couple of themes. And, and they, you know, the traffic I had from that blog just generically went to Press 75 and it just kind of grew from there. And I think from then on forward, it was all just kind of search rankings. I mean, because Press 75 was in existence, you know, since June of 2008. So it just kind of got seeded <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the search results for, um, for WordPress themes and mm. specifically like video WordPress themes. That's the niche I kind of latched onto. Um, nobody was doing video themes back then. And uh, I kind of latched onto that niche for, for Press 25, which, which helped me quite a bit, I think. Mm. And <clears throat> so, the, so the idea was that you were kind of blogging about uh, le learning how to theme, and was that was part of that a way of documenting what you were learning for yourself and for your own records? I think so, and you know, I was really kind of looking for a way to um, leave the company I was working for. I was working for Boeing, and I I wasn't I could see my job kind of going nowhere oh, yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the future, you know. And um, I was trying to build a client base because I was looking to kind of leave the company and start doing freelance work, building websites using WordPress because I really did realize how powerful WordPress was and that it's something I could build a business out of. Mm. You know, at the very least doing client work and, and building custom websites for people. And um, by launching that blog, I actually got a few clients and I was able to build up enough revenue from that to... Um, to justify leaving my day job awesome. and and uh, so that's I think that's the primary reason I started that blog was to kind of drive traffic and, and maybe get a few clients uh, doing WordPress themes so how long did you spend doing client work after you left Boeing you were doing client work and then the theme business kind of took over at what point did you say you know what I'm done with clients yeah you know I it was less than a year I mean I started wow. I left Boeing, I think, in February of 2008, and um, I started selling themes by, I want to say, March or April, and then I think by October of 2008, I quit client work altogether wow. because I was making enough money selling themes. Awesome. And that was, I think that was off of maybe three themes I had out at the time, you know, selling them at $75 a piece, so wow. <clears throat> um, it really did take off quite fast, Yeah, you know, me back then and it was it's it's a stroke of luck I'd have to say you know obviously I was providing something that people wanted yeah but I think again kind of getting in at the right time you know when there wasn't a lot of game out there yet um, was definitely uh, a lucky thing for me yeah started I heard someone talking about luck recently as you know a combination of good timing, but also being ready to capitalize on the opportunity when it appears. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, you, you might be selling yourself a bit short to say you're lucky because you're obviously also ready to to move when that when that when that happened. Sure. I mean, yeah, the timing was good, but you're also yep. ready and ready to take that step. How did you know? How did you know how to price your themes? Um, you know, I didn't, that, that was the thing. Like when I, when I first started selling themes, I, I sold my first theme for $5 right. and, um, it, you know, I've told this story over and over again, but I, I think I, I put this theme up for sale and it's something I knew people were going to be interested in. It was a, it was a rink -a dink little video theme where you click on a, on a thumbnail and it launches a little pop up and the video would play. And, um, I put it up for sale for five bucks. And then I went for 
a walk with my wife and my dog, and I came back, and it, and it had sold like a lot <laughs> by the time I got back from a walk, and that's when I was like, oh wow, maybe I'm selling this a little bit too cheap, you know. <laughs> And so I, I kind of gradually over the next couple of months, I started raising the price to, you know, $25 and then, you know, $50. And then I just kind of landed on 75 um, number one, because it kind of went with my brand, Press 75. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed to be a good kind of balance of, of, you know, this is what I need to sell these themes at in order to justify the support that comes with them, you know, because there's a lot of questions and support that come with selling WordPress themes. Mm. Nice. And it's your birth year too, right? 75? Yeah, 75. Yeah. That's kind of like my whole business, my whole brand. It's kind of built around that yeah. 75 yeah, thing. <laughs> so. Cool. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about, uh, I want to talk about leaflets and droplets. These are two projects that I don't really know much about, but th- these are projects of yours, right? That that. Yeah. So tell so me, le- so leaflets came first and then droplets, yeah? Yeah. You know, leaflets, um, it, it did come first and and it, um, it it was kind of a collaboration that didn't didn't work out um, for me and um, the partners I was working with. It was essentially the idea was creating single page websites um, and and creating a custom platform for single page websites. And we actually created it, and um, we had a difference of opinion, me and my partners, and there wasn't interest uh, for everybody. So we kind of. Um, just dropped the the platform and the idea and um, and went our separate ways. Um, Droplets came along with the idea that you know I wanted the I wanted the blog again, but I didn't want to use WordPress because it was kind of going down the path of so much being integrated to the core of WordPress that it didn't make sense for me to use it because I just wanted to do a simple stupid blog. <laughs> you know, and I didn't want all the functionality of WordPress and and so I kind of, it was one of those moments where I just kind of sat down and, and tried and said, you know, I wonder what it's going to take for me to create my own custom blogging platform. And I had this idea in mind and I just went and I, and I did it and um, threw it up on GitHub and said it's free, it's open source and there's, it's still, I mean, there's a lot of commits just coming through even today. Um, I don't manage it all that much, but um, there's definitely still a lot of interest in droplets. It's interesting um, <clears throat> with the, the the launch of Ghost by John O'Nolan, uh, which happened some way after. But there, there's obviously a lot of people thinking, and I, I've even I mean I'm I'm blogging on Ghost now just because mm-hmm. you just want to write a blog. Logging into WordPress yeah, is like yeah. what's this other stuff going on? There's so much <laughs> noise in that dashboard. Yeah. Uh, what what so. Were you thinking that leaflets and droplets were going to be a commercial venture at some point and that you were going to be able to monetize them as like a hosted service thing or? Yeah, you know, leaflets was definitely more of a com- commercial venture. Um, it, it was something that I wanted to do like a hosted platform and, and more of a SaaS where people could come in and, and choose a design and, and um, just be able to easily manage their content, you know, for a single page website. And it was specific to single page websites. Um, and again, it just came down to just um, the partners, um, maybe not having a little bit of a disagreement about what needed to be done, and and um, and again, it, some partners lost some interest, and there just wasn't enough um, momentum behind it to keep it going. Um, and with leaflets, I just kind of I took it down for a couple months, and I actually just relaunched it today. <laughs> right. So uh, I relaunched leaflets.com today, and, and and it's kind of a pivot 
Um, it's more of a, um, I just want to, I need an outlet to, to kind of deliver some of the simplistic website templates I've been making. And so I'm going to use it to just um, to publish um, single page website templates, just HTML templates that can be downloaded for free. So I just, I just launched that again today, and it's just more of a side project. And Droplets, I never really had a monetization strategy in mind for that. It's just really something I, I wanted to see if I could do. And um, it was, I was kind of up for the challenge, and so I built this platform. And people like the idea behind it, you know, because it essentially eliminates the admin entirely. Um, mm. You can compose your posts in Markdown. Uh, on your Mac or, or wherever, just offline, and then you just drag and drop the file, on, you know, up to Droplets, and it publishes it. So um, that was kind of the idea behind Droplets, and and just launched it, and it and it kind of um, it got listed on Hacker News, and it just kind of took off from there. So um, I, I don't think there will ever be any kind of monetization strategy for Droplets. It's just kind of out there, and if people want to use it, they can use it. And, and hopefully the you know the commits will keep rolling in, and, and, and there will be some sort of you know progression of of, of development for that. Mm. Have you been following what John's been doing with Ghost? Absolutely, um, I love Ghost. It's it's a really good platform. I think um, it, it's amazing because everybody said you know nobody's gonna <laughs> nobody's gonna use Ghost because it's you know this this new technology and and none of the hosting providers support it and, and all this good stuff and it's amazing how many how many hosting providers you know um, updated their technology right away that you know that support mm. Ghost and um, I think he kind of proved everybody wrong mm. um, with that um, and uh, it, it's definitely if I were to relaunch a blog it's something that I would probably use mm. because it it suits <clears throat> what I would want to do with a blog you know and that's just be able to get in. You know, compose a post, publish, and get out. You yep. know, I don't want to see the mess of the admin. Yep. You know, and and everything I don't need. You know, the one, the one thing I can say, I was I was actually a little bit sad to see that they integrated pages, page support into ghosts. Because to me, I mean, the minute that you integrate page support, it's like a slippery slope. You know, yeah. it becomes it goes from just a blogging platform to now it's a CMS. Yeah. And um. And, and that's where I can see it being a slippery slope where you get so many requests for functionality. And you, so, yeah, pages is one thing, but what's the next thing, you know? Yeah. I noticed that as well. I was composing something and, and it said, you know, uh, is this a post or a static page? And I'm like, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> Don't confuse me. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see what happens with Ghost. I mean, I really like John and I really like his energy and, yeah. and uh, his attitude. Some people really don't like his attitude. I love his attitude. Yeah, I like uh, it too. I, yeah, I think yeah. it's just, he's just honest and, yeah. and just out there to get something done. And um, yeah, I like John. Yeah, and sure. it's, a very, it's a very elegant interface. It's a beautiful platform. So it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, how, how it evolves. Now, before we start talking about your new project, explain to me. So you've been, I mean, it's you know, quite well known that you're kind of getting out of the WordPress space. After six years, you're kind of, you're done, you're dusted. What's what's the deal? What's going on? Have you have you lost your? What, is the love affair between you and WordPress over? <laughs> yeah, Word... you know, I I think it's I think it's the same for any entrepreneur. I mean, people think you're crazy for leaving a business that's making money, but for me, it's um, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of people. It just comes down to passion, and if you don't have the passion for something anymore, you're not going to put in your your you know your A game to to put out good product and and see it through. 
And that, and that's what it kind of comes down to for me. Um, the theme business has become saturated. You know, um, there's thousands upon thousands of theme shops out there providing WordPress themes and you get lost in the noise. Um, and then also WordPress has kind of evolved into something that doesn't really suit what I want to do right now. Mm. And that's create just super simplistic fo focus, you know, website solutions. Mm. Um, and, you know, th those two things combined just kind of led me to want to do something else. Um, and uh, that's that's what I'm trying to do this year. <laughs> oh. So, is it is it uh, is is it kind of a a frustration with WordPress as a platform, or is it just that it's so busy and so noisy? Um, you know, I, I I don't have anything bad to say about WordPress. I mean, WordPress is is an amazing platform. It powers a big portion of the web. You know, and um, I think it's here to stay for quite a while, and I think the new direction they have is actually going to make it better in the future. But for me right now, um, it is it is too noisy for me um, to to number one build a WordPress theme and number two maintain a website using WordPress. It's just there's so much going on in the WordPress admin, and there's so many settings and so many submenus and and plugins here and there, and, and it's just too noisy for me. And maybe that's a little bit of my own OCD, but <laughs> you know, I, I I know it. I know it's the same way for for a lot of people. You know, mm. um, it's just too noisy for them right now. And that's why I was I was actually really happy to to see the kind of the new direction for WordPress is to maybe um, eliminate some of that noise and and bring back some of the simplicity in future versions. Mm. And I really hope that they keep going down that path because, you know, it might be, bring me back to WordPress in mm. the future. So tell me uh, tell me about Cinematico. This is your this is your new project, yeah, the the thing that's kind of got your heart beating at the moment. Yeah, yeah, Cinematico is um, again it's one of those ideas that I had it, it kind of goes along with droplets and leaflets. It's just a super focused solution, you know, for people that want to create a website um, uh, for videos. And um, the idea was is that a lot of people have their content out on YouTube or on Vimeo, but maybe they don't have their own personal website to distribute that content. And maybe they don't want something so complex um, as WordPress to, to deliver that content on their own website. And so the idea was provide a platform that allows them to create a website um, just by entering their, their YouTube or Vimeo username and then it automatically pulls all their video uh, content into their own website. Wow. And so it's, it's, it's a database-less platform. It's you know, based on PHP and it's kind of based on everything I learned doing with WordPress and, and essentially it just allows you to um, throw this, this platform on your website. Um, you run a quick setup and then you never have to touch it again because anytime you publish a new video to YouTube or uh, Vimeo, it just automatically updates. Can you say, uh, for example, can you say, okay, I don't want this video. I'm going to put this video on Vimeo, but I don't want it to publish over to my, my cinematic yes. website. So it's, it's compatible with, um, um, so you can create playlists and then you can use playlists instead of it pulling everything from your account. So you can create a playlist on Vimeo or YouTube or channels too. Gotcha. Vimeo or YouTube. And so you can create a specific channel that you want to use for your website and then only publish those videos. Wow. This, yeah, is but this is interesting. I mean, I can see this, for example, I can see this working for the podcast. So our blog has 
the podcast, but it also has a whole bunch of other posts and a whole bunch of other noise. I can and all of our podcasts are videos, so I could see if someone just wanted like a dump of the WP Elevation podcast and they just wanted to consume it all in one place without any other distraction, this would be the right solution for that. Yeah, something you know, really simplistic that you know you. Um, you're not maybe maintaining a blog or, or you don't have a bunch of static pages out there. You just want people to be able to consume your content. Mm. And you want to be able to do it. You want to be able to provide that solution without sending people to youtube.com slash, yeah. you know, gotcha. whatever. So, um, again, it was, it was just an idea of maybe people want to have their videos under their own brand, under their own website. And there's really no solution out there for that. So. So what's the uh, what's got you really excited about Cinematico at the moment? What are you working on right now? Is it more themes? Are you trying to bring on more people to help you grow it? What are you trying to get customers? Yeah, yeah I'm definitely trying to partner with somebody to help me um, grow it because, again, it was one of those things. That, this was like the revelation I had building Cinematico is when I realized I'm, I'm not a developer. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, you know, because there's so many better ways it could have been done. I, I think I created something um, nice and clean and efficient. Um, but, again, it wasn't wasn't one of those things I was super excited to do. I wanted to do it because I, I liked the idea of it, but um, uh, long story short, I probably should have hired a developer to do it for me, and it would have got done a lot quicker. Um, so like right now, I'm, I'm looking for somebody that can uh, uh, maybe partner with and, and take it to the next level. I want to be able to provide the um, hosted solution so that um, you don't have to download the platform and get your own host and all that stuff where you'll be able to just go over to Cinematico and create your website without, you know, having to download the platform. And that's kind of the next step. It looks amazing, by the way, man. It's just, oh, it, it's just absolutely beautiful. I mean, I've been looking at some of your stuff over the last 24 hours, the Press 75 stuff. Oh, oh I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not sucking I'm up here, but all of your designs are just so elegant and clean and, and beautiful. So, uh, Sorry, I'm just moving because my, my laptop was about to, to die here. That's fine, man. No worries. Give us a, give us a tour of the pad there. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, looks, it looks amazing. So, um, so what, what's the, what have you learned from your WordPress experience that you're going to try not to do this time with Cinematico? <laughs> Um, I, again, I think it's, it's a matter of, um, if I really want to scale this and grow it, um, I'm going to have to learn to trust in other people to, to help me. And that's really what I'm trying to do right now is, is kind of reach out to, to people I know in the community I know and, and find somebody that, that I can trust to help me grow this thing. And, um, that's, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned along the way is is being able to trust in others to 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 do what they do best and that way you can focus on what you do best. And that's really kind of my goal for this year uh, with whatever project I do is is to kind of be able to delegate a little bit and mm. and, and get away from trying to do everything myself. Yeah, yeah. And being so controlling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, quick competition announcement. I'm going to announce the competition now before we do the elevation round, which is a little bit uh, weird, but it ties in with Cinematico. So here's the thing. We're going to give away a 
copy of the video user manuals plugin, a lifetime license, which is nuts. Uh, so uh, to enter the competition, leave a comment under this video and tell Jason the number one feature that you would wanna see in Cinematico that would make you use it. Yeah, the number one thing that you would just go, wow, I'm definitely on board now, I'm using it, and I'll get Jason to swing by in a couple of weeks and uh, uh, award the prize. So get on over to Cinematico, it's cinemati.co, check it out, have a look at it, and uh, tell us the number one feature that you think Jason should build into it, and I'll get Jason to award the prize in a couple of weeks. Sound good? Yeah, and uh, you know, I'd be happy to throw in a, a copy of Cinematico as well for anybody that's you know uh, wins that. So awesome! Well, there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got two prizes. We got we'll award two prizes. We'll award the video use manuals plugin, and we'll award a copy of Cinematico courtesy of Jason. Awesome! Uh, all right, let's do our elevation round. For those that don't know, WP Elevation is a business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. I'm going to ask Jason a series of quick questions here, and he's going to give us some quick answers off the top of his head. Hopefully, sound good. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know? The number one thing every freelancer, uh, wow. Um, you really have to enjoy working with people if you're going to get into freelancing because that's one of the, <laughs> one of the things that um, I realized when I, when I started freelancing is that it really wasn't much different from working at, at the company I was working at. I was still working from somebody and that's the thing I, I disliked most about freelancing. So you really have to be a, a people person and, and enjoy working with people and, and be able to take um, uh, direction from other people uh, in order to be a good freelancer. And I think that's one of the reasons I was so focused on getting away from freelancing and getting into selling WordPress themes. Yeah, it's interesting you say that too because when you start freelancing, it's really easy just to get stuck behind your computer screen and forget sure. about the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the, number, what's the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? To find new customers, I'd say definitely um, just blogging, maintaining a blog, and making sure that you're reaching that community because um, you're just going to get customers from 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 blogging. Uh, when you have a community and you're and you're maintaining fresh content every week, um, the odds are you're going to get people reaching out to you that that want whatever you're providing. Yep, great advice. And I can guarantee you that if you don't blog, you won't get that audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you stop competing on price? Um, you know, for me, it's, it's, I think, um, I kind of ignored what everybody was doing. I ignored what the competition was doing. I just focused on my product. I knew that it was good and I priced it as such. So I just kind of ignored what the competition was doing. I priced my product the way I thought it should be priced. And that worked for me. Um, and I, I, I might suggest doing the same thing for anybody that's, um, you know, putting products out there to sell. Just ignore what other people are doing and, and do what you think is best for your product. Yeah, great idea. Uh, any tips for writing better proposals? And better proposals. You know, I've um, never written proposals, so I probably <laughs> wouldn't be... I probably wouldn't be the best uh, to, uh, to suggest, suggest anything there. Well, I, th I think you already have. I think maintaining a blog and building an audience means you don't have to end up writing proposals because exactly. customers just there. come to you. Here's my suggestion. <laughs> uh, what do you use for, do you use any, any CRM tools? Have you got a favorite tool for customer relationships? Um, you know, I don't, and that's probably another way I've, failed, you know, in maintaining my WordPress theme business is not re retaining, um, uh, you know, a CRM tool and, and maintaining relationships with my customer base. Um, I think late in the game, I started using MailChimp and building, you know, uh, an email list and started reaching out with a newsletter. 
once a month. And just doing that alone uh, made me realize that um, CRM is is huge and, mm. and you need to do it for any business. So um, that's definitely one of those big realizations I had kind of halfway through the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the best way to keep a project on track? <laughs> uh, for me, it's definitely focus. Um, eliminate the noise. Uh, know what you're doing for any given point in the day and just focus on that and get it done. And that's, uh, that's definitely for me the best way to get something uh, accomplished. Any ideas for getting referrals from existing customers? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I never had to, I never really had to focus on that because people, I mean, word of mouth just kind of came for my business. Um, I never really had to ask customers for referrals. Um, They just referred my product. I think the best way to encourage referrals is just to deliver something good, something quality, something that you're passionate about. And I think referrals will come uh, organically from that. Yep. Uh, True, true, true story. What's the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Um. Be inspired, but don't be so inspired that you're trying to duplicate what everybody else is doing. <laughs> um, I, and, you yeah. know, I that led myself astray too. I um, halfway down the line of doing WordPress themes, you you can't help but to notice what everybody else is doing and what's selling for everybody else. And um, I maybe went down that path of trying to do something similar to what everybody else was doing, and that's actually when. I started to lose lose a little bit of um, passion for my business because I wasn't doing specifically what I wanted to do. So I think um, you really have to recognize what you're good at, what you're passionate about, and and just be yourself. When you try to be somebody else, um, people are going to recognize that, and it's not going to it's not going to shine through the way it yeah. should. Yep. Great advice. Uh, thank you for getting us through the elevation round. Uh, what's the future for Cinematico? Where do you see Cinematico in 12 months' time from here? Where, where would you like it to be? Um, Cinematico, I'd like, I'd like there to be, uh, number one, I'd like there to be a hosted version because I, I think there's a big kind of um, disconnect there for, for my target audience anyways. So I think there needs to be a SaaS in place where people can just come in, create an account, and, and get started with a website. So I, I definitely want that in place. And um, again, I, I'm, I'm searching for that partner that's going to be, be able to help me market it uh, properly and, and develop it properly and maintain it in the future. So I hope to have all that kind of infrastructure in place within the year to, to get this thing you know, going. It's going to be a busy year for Jason Shuler. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, finally, uh, just before we wrap up, what's the number one piece of advice you would give any entrepreneur looking to start out and start their own business? Um, I think, you know, and I'm going to duplicate what I just said uh, a few questions ago. I think, I think the number one thing is to, to find what you're, what you're passionate about and stick to it. Um, that's, that's definitely the big thing for me. It's something I realized just recently um, when you start kind of deviating from what you're passionate about and, and delving into something maybe you don't understand fully. It's, it's where you're going to start dropping off a little bit. And um, by finding your passion and sticking with it and just being laser focused and, and, and going after that passion, I think that's where you're going to win biggest. Awesome. Cool. Hey, Jason, where can people reach out and uh, thank you for this interview, man? Sure. Twitter is just Jay Schuler, J-S-C-H-U-L-L-E-R. And um, I have my personal website. There's not much there. Um, Jason.sc. 
And oh, nice. What's .sc? What's that? What's that domain? Where's that domain from? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's Scandinavia. Maybe uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Cool. I was just working. I was looking to get that. You know, that Jason. Yeah, you know, yeah. In, and that, and it kind of fit because my last name S C H. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, last question. Finally, who would you like me to try and interview on the podcast, and why? Hmm. Wow. Um, that's a good question. You know. Um, I think reaching out to to guys like Mike McAllister or some of the lesser known guys that are that are really starting to make a name for themselves and and kind of seeing what they've done to 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 um, be original and 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 kind of shine through in all the noise that is WordPress right now. So some maybe some of the lesser known guys. Yeah. And, and it's funny, Mike's been kind of on my radar just the last month or so. So uh, that's the kick in the pants I need to come and get Mike. So Mike <laughs> McAllister, keep your eyes on your inbox. I'm coming to get you, courtesy of Jason yeah. Shuler. Hey, man, thank you so much for spending some time with us thank on the you. WP Elevation podcast. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best for the future of Cinematico, and I'll uh, definitely keep in touch. All right. Thanks for uh, having me. It was no really fun. Cheers. Thanks, man. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Jason Shuler as much as we enjoyed making it. I know we both had a great time. This episode of the podcast, of course, is brought to you by Obox Mobile, O-B-O-X-M-O-B-I-L-E. You can get everything you need to know about that little plugin at wpelevation.com slash oboxmobile. It allows you to turn your WordPress website into a mobile-friendly version. Not a responsive site, but a completely different experience for mobile users. It's very easy to use. It's $35 at Code Canyon. Uh, There should be a link somewhere on the site to that. There's no affiliate link. We're not making money out of this. But what I like about this plugin is it allows you to optimize your development process, set up a mobile version of the site for clients, and uh, what what I've done is given you a video walkthrough of how it works and also given you some email templates and proposal templates that you can use to start selling mobile versions of websites to new clients and existing clients. So check it out at wpelevation.com slash obox mobile uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode at wpelevation.com slash subscribe and please leave us a review an honest review if you think we're rubbish tell us if you think we're awesome give us a five-star review at itunes or stitcher those reviews really help us come up in the search results everything you need to know about this episode you can find in the show notes at wpelevation.com slash jason shuler J-A-S-O-N-S-C-H-U-L-L-E-R. That's all one word, no spaces, all lowercase, no hyphens, and no underscore. Remember to leave some comments underneath the video to enter the competition. Tell Jason the number one feature you would like to see in a future iteration of Cinematico. And remember, I'm giving away a lifetime license of the video user manuals plugin, which my business partner is going to kill me for. And Jason is giving away a copy of Cinematico. So if you have a YouTube or Vimeo channel, or you have a client with YouTube or Vimeo channel uh, with some great video content, Cinematico might just be the perfect solution. Next week on the podcast, we have Thomas Griffin from Thomas Griffin Media. I've met Thomas at Pressnomics last year, and he's an awesome dude. He's the guy behind the Soliloquy Responsive Slider, and he's also one of the guys behind Optin Monster, which is a great lead capture plugin for WordPress. So stick around on next week's episode for Thomas Griffin. Until then, go elevate.